You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. For Green Biz Radio, I'm Tilly Herrera reporting. In today's show, we're going to discuss General Motors, a U.S. automaker that is finding success in transforming unwanted materials into millions of dollars padding its bottom line. The unwanted materials? Waste. It ranges from discarded wood pallets to used oil to leftover scrap metals. GM recently announced its Baltimore manufacturing plant is the company's eighth facility to achieve landfill-free status. Today, we'll speak to Ray Tessier, GM's Global Director of Environmental Services, to find out how GM did this, what the company has learned, and how a change like this in corporate mindset can make companies, especially manufacturers, more competitive. Thank you, Ray, for joining us at Green Biz Radio. Can you tell me, what approach did GM take to eliminate all waste from its Baltimore plant that would have at one point been sent to landfills? Well, we looked at all of the sources of waste uh, at the plant. And uh, we've always followed a hierarchy, a waste hierarchy. The first thing we do is look at eliminating the waste and then uh, preventing the waste, then recycling and reusing the waste. Uh, If we can't do that, then we look at energy recovery from the waste. And then the last resort is disposal. Well, our goal was to uh, not have any disposal. So we looked at all of the waste streams, and those streams consisted of 510 tons of aluminum, 600 tons of steel, 10 tons of alloy metals, 360 tons of wood pallets, 3 tons of paper, 20 tons of empty totes and drums, 250 tons of used oil, 220 tons of waste water uh, residual, and 5,400 tons of returnable packaging. And all of those waste streams pretty much uh, were all recycled. The figures that you just gave, were those figures for one year? Yes, that's an annual uh, figure. Okay. And that, uh, that encompassed 97% of the waste from the plant. Uh, 3% uh, is converted to energy at a waste-to-energy facility, and that's more or less uh, plant trash, combustible plant trash. How did the companies deal specifically with each kind of a waste? Well, we looked at, uh, in terms of the steel, we operate foundries, and we recycle the waste into our foundries where it is used to make engine blocks, transmission casings, and other parts that we use uh, in the uh, powertrain of our our vehicles. And then we sought out uh, various people who have need for the other products and uh, brought in revenue for things like the aluminum and the alloy metals. Other things uh, we uh, disposed or not disposed of, but sent to recycling, where the wood pallets were sent to a uh, person to reuse the wood. Same thing with paper. The papers were recycled. Uh, And it varied in terms of the amount of income uh, that we would get. Uh, In some cases, in terms of used oil, uh, we would send the oil out and the oil recycler would uh, clean it up, put additives in it, and then we would buy it back at approximately 25% less than buying new product. What were some of the biggest obstacles and barriers in in eliminating this waste? Well, I think the biggest obstacles were the mindset that, uh, you know, it's fairly inexpensive to uh, landfill waste, uh, non-hazardous waste. 
Uh, and so we had to look at it from a standpoint of, okay, we have a goal that we don't want to impact the environment at all in terms of this waste. And uh, that, that was kind of a change in mindset for us because uh, the relative uh, inex inexpensiveness of doing that. Uh, but we determined that uh, at a slight additional, a very slight additional cost per year, we would send it to a waste-to-energy facility and uh, be totally landfill-free. Ray, why is this important? What is driving this? I think that uh, we have a set of environmental principles in General Motors, and we put those principles in place back in 1991, and they've really stood the test of time. Uh, the, uh, one of the principles, the second principle that we have, is we are committed to reducing waste and pollutants, conserving resources, and recycling materials at every stage of the product life cycle. And uh, these principles have kind of set the benchmark uh, for the way that we do business in General Motors. And uh, we continue to make improvements uh, over the last six years, uh, beginning in the year 2000. We've reduced the amount of waste that we've uh, generated in our company by 30%. But in finding innovative ways to recycle those products, we have reduced the cost 49%. So it, it's good for business. It's, it's uh, good for the bottom line as well. Touching on that, um, how much has this saved the company, and how much has it generated in revenue? In looking at the, uh, the total cost associated with uh, our waste disposal, when we started the process back in the year of 2000, and these costs are U.S. costs now for our plants in the U.S., uh, the cost uh, associated with our, uh, our waste management efforts was about $32 million. Uh, we have since, at uh, year end 2006, taken that cost, our waste management cost, down to $8 million. So you can see a significant cost savings for the company there. Knowing what you know now, is there anything GM would have done differently? Well, I think it was a process. Uh, we have entered in, uh, about six years ago, we entered into a new uh, a new system in our company, and it's called resource management. And we said there are no wastes, there are only wasted resources. So we began to look at materials that way. And we entered into some contracts with, with some third-party suppliers, and these are well-known suppliers with a lot of expertise in the waste management business. And we said, Let, let's look at this in a different manner. No longer are we generating waste to be disposed of, but we want to treat every waste as a, a wasted resource. Let's find the highest value for that material. So we really started uh, shifting our paradigm at that time and looking at it in a different manner. Uh, and so I think it's just an evolution. You know, you, you evolve uh, your, uh, the way you look at, uh, the way you do business changes. We have to look at being more competitive. It's now a global marketplace that we're dealing in. So we look at everything in our business differently. And one of the things that I always tell our leadership is that environmental leadership and, and business leadership are complementary goals. If we don't make the waste, then we re reduce our costs. And, uh, and that's proven true. What are the low-hanging fruit? What are the easiest things that companies can do to reduce waste that yield the largest returns? Well, the first thing that we've done, and we've been doing it for a long time, is you know recycling the metals. Uh, 
those things are, are very uh, easy, and I think uh, most companies do that today. But in just looking at other things, you know, uh, recycling paper, recycling uh, wood pallets, recycling oil. Uh, about 10 years ago, we were disposing of our oil. Now we recycle almost all of our oil and uh, bring it back in, and, you know, after it's cleaned up, a lot of it we do right within our plants on site. We bring the equipment in that cleans the oil up, recycles it right back into the same piece of equipment. We don't even have to send it off site. So there are just different ways of looking at things, things that we hadn't done before that as, you're, as you work your way through the process uh, and you get different sets of eyes uh, help you see things in a little different way. What advice would you give to other manufacturers, not just automakers, but other manufacturers who would like to eliminate the waste they send to landfills? One of the things that we've had is tremendous support on the part of our top leadership within General Motors. We now, as part of a, every scorecard in every plant, we have added E on that scorecard for environment. And every plant has a goal to reduce waste, and that goal is 15% waste reduction from a base year of uh, 2005 by year-end 2010. So every plant is held to that, uh, that goal, and all of our management supports that goal from our top leaders. Our, our, the top leadership of our manufacturing organization in General Motors, I can't tell you how supportive they've been. Every one of our plants is certified to ISO 14001. That makes environmental protection part of each and every person's job in the plant. Uh, and you need to engage the support of the top leadership of the organization in order to, to make these things work. And in General Motors, I'm very happy to say that we have tremendous support on the part of our manufacturing leadership. Can you elaborate a little bit on the notion that eliminating landfill waste can make the company more competitive? Uh, looking at the, uh, the landfill waste, uh, much of the waste that we formerly took to landfill, we found innovative ways to handle that waste and have been able to even uh, even get, wring some money out of some of it. And by wringing, I, you know, I say that in a literal sense, uh, we had uh, what we call grinding sore before. It was very fine particles that came out of our machining operations that were mixed with oil. Well, we've found ways to separate the oil and the chips and then send the chips out for recycling. In the past, we were spending money to send those to a, uh, a landfill, and now we send them out for recycling uh, at no cost. So those are the types of things that can reduce your cost. And it's just, like I say, a different way of looking at, it, at every waste stream. And by having these partners, uh, the contractors, the resource managers, we call them, coming in and working with us, uh, they have, what we, we have done is put a specification together, and what they've come in is they've driven the cost of our waste management efforts down year after year. Now, what are the company's future goals in terms of other manufacturing plants uh, eliminating landfill waste? Well, currently, uh, we have 181 uh, General Motors manufacturing facilities around the globe. And we have set a goal by year-end 2010 for 50% 50, 50 of these plants to be uh, landfill-free. We currently have eight plants uh, that are landfill-free. And we have uh, seven others that are very, very close that we think that uh, in the near future are going to be able to achieve that status. And those plants are not only 
uh, in the U.S. But uh, two of our plants are in Europe that are currently landfill-free. Two of our plants are in Korea that are currently landfill-free. And we have plants very close in Canada, in Belgium, in Germany, in Indiana, in Mexico, in Michigan, and in Poland. So you can see that this is a global effort for General Motors. And if you look at that, that'll be close to uh, close to 10% of the plants that would be landfill-free uh, within the next year. So, so we're working on it. Can you talk a little bit about other environmentally driven goals the company has? Well, we're always looking at our environmental performance in terms of uh, compliance initiatives, in terms of our ISO 14001 certifications, in terms of uh, our effect on the environment, in, uh, in terms of VOC uh, emissions, a volatile organic compound from our painting operations, in uh, wastewater emissions, in terms of the energy that we generate and the combustion processes that are associated with that. And we have goals and objectives for energy. We have goals and objectives for water uh, usage uh, and uh, goals and objectives for uh, VOCs uh, emissions as well. So we have established those goals and objectives, and uh, we are working toward achievement of those goals. Again, uh, the goals in, on the energy side of the business are by year-end 2010 based on a 2005 baseline. And again, we're talking 15% reduction. You sound pretty passionate about what you're doing. Yes, it, it, it's been a journey for us. And one of the things that I had set out to do when I uh, took this job several years ago was uh, to make environmental protection a part of each and every person's job in the company so that they wouldn't need me anymore. And although my demise, I don't believe, is imminent, we're a long way closer to achieving that goal than we were, you know, when I took the job a few years ago. I think that, uh, you know, we can look at our company and all of us who, who work in this area, I think, uh, can feel very proud about the uh, achievements that we've had, but we can't sit back because there's still a long way to go, you know, to achieve our goals and objectives. And uh, one of the things that, that we've done as we've looked, especially in terms of the waste, is we have categorized those wastes in terms of, okay, uh, what's the, the largest amount of waste that we have, and, and make a list and go down the list and go after the biggest hitters first. So metal scrap obviously would be first. We have foundries, and we have foundry sand waste that's second, plant trash third, oil fourth, grinding fourth, fifth, and so, so on down the line. You know, we've done that, and those are the ones that we go after first are the largest waste that we generate. So we've kind of gone about this in a methodical manner, and uh, we've got a very, uh, a very good team. I can't say enough about our people that work in our plants, our manufacturing people, and our manufacturing leadership that support us uh, in achieving these goals. So like I say, we've made a lot of progress, but uh, we can't stop. We've got to keep charging because... Uh, there, this is a very competitive business, and this is a way to make our operations not only more environmentally friendly, but also more competitive as well. Can you talk a little bit about the industry at large? How commonplace are steps like these in the manufacturing industry? And are there any leaders that you can point to who maybe have served uh, by example? Well, I think that uh, 
in in some cases it's we have uh, benchmarked our competition. In some cases uh, they're better. In some cases uh, we're better. But there's always a goal out there to to achieve, and we're always looking at that. One of the one of the interesting things that we're involved in right now is we are part of a what's called a supplier partnership for the environment. And this is uh, co-sponsored by uh, industry, uh, by the OEMs, and uh, General Motors and uh, Chrysler are the OEMs that, that sit on uh, that committee, as well as about 40 of our key suppliers. And we work on working with our suppliers, sharing some of these lessons that we've learned to also make them more environmentally friendly and more competitive as well. Uh, the EPA is a co-sponsor of this, the U.S. EPA, and we work closely with them. Uh, and the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, uh, has been a co-sponsor with us. And that's been a very successful partnership and has really improved the environmental footprint of many of our key suppliers as well. Uh, Dr. Pat Beatty from our, our group uh, is our main contact on there with many members of her team. And she does a tremendous job working with our suppliers. And basically, it helps our business because it makes our suppliers more cost competitive, which helps our bottom line as well. Ray, thank you very much for joining Green Biz Radio today. Well, it's been my pleasure to be a part of it. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.